Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking the time. We got uh, John Jeffrey here. He's the CEO of Saturn Oil and Gas. Uh, ticker is S O I L on the Venture Exchange Soil. Um, I wanted to bring you out here, John, and uh, for you to give an interview over to to subscribers. I wanted them to get a little bit of a better sense of of you, who you are, your passion for the company, Saturn itself, because obviously Saturn's been around for a long time, and I've been involved. Uh, a few years ago, and I remember I featured this story to subscribers a few years ago, but it was a different management team. You obviously came on the team, brought your own guys and brought your own guys onto the into the fold, restructured the whole thing, and since then the stock has done extremely well. Um, and uh, so I want to kind of give subscribers a little bit of a better sense of who you are, your team, your vision for the company, and where you think it can go from here. Obviously, for disclosure standpoint, I am a shareholder of Saturn, and um, I love the company. I'm very bullish on uh, uh, on the energy sector, and and I do think that Saturn is going to be one of the few here that uh, has been able to weather the storm on the energy side over the last little while. And so I do think when things turn, uh, we'll see kind of a major upside here in Saturn, especially given its market cap. So uh, without further ado, John, if you don't mind, we'll get started here. I wanted to... Uh, why don't we kind of start off, tell us about a little bit about you and your background and how you got involved with Saturn. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so my background is mainly accounting and finance. Um, how we got involved in Saturn is that I'm partners in a uh, geological engineering company, and their whole focus is really oil field service, um, everything from well site geology to consulting, um, everything uh, along those lines. So we actually were hired by the old uh, Saturn uh, Minerals team to go and consult on them on an oil project they had in northern Saskatchewan. So, so our role there was simply to sit the well and then steer as best as possible. Uh, we didn't choose the locations, um, but the geologists that they had in place at the time um, had stepped off the project. They had asked us, asked us to step in and take more of a bigger role. Uh, that's when we met the shareholders. And that's when we got involved and said, okay, listen, you know, if you guys are looking for, for oil, uh, we can help you. We can show you where it is. And we can give you the drilling techniques. We can give you our vendor list. We can manage that program for you. Um, and that is when we sent them looking into Viking uh, in and around Kinnersey. So, yeah, you know, we really wanted to focus the company down there. And once we got a hold of the shareholders, the management at the time, they kind of agreed that that's the shift in focus they wanted to see. Um, and then through several conversations, uh, we kind of came to the agreement that they wanted us to step in and run that project, and we were happy to do so. We've been looking to get into the uh, to the EMP side for a while, um, so we were happy happy to take that leap from the service side into the EMP side and uh, and get involved in that way. Um, so since then, you know, we've changed the we completely changed the directors as well as the management team, and obviously we've refocused all of our assets into the Viking, and it's been paying off. Uh, you know, we've been drilling and acquiring land. Uh, that no one else has been looking at, and we've been hitting wells that are that are that are out of the park. You know, we we're in the top uh, few percentage points as as well performance. Um, we've been drilling some of the biggest wells in the Viking here uh, over the last year, year and a half, and uh, we couldn't be any more excited to, to keep this progress rolling forward. And why? Um, what kind of? I remember I we spoke, uh, watched a couple of your interviews before, but what kind of differentiates you and your team from some of the others? Uh, in the area? 
Well, one of the big things we focus on is geology. It's the rock and it's, it's the dirt. Um, I know a lot of companies are led by more of an engineering role or finance or reserves. Um, for us, you know, we're young guys. Uh, we're hungry. We all come from the service side. We're very hands-on in the field. Um, we get to the field a couple times or a couple times a month we're down there. Um, some of our guys are down there every week. Um, so we're in the field. We, we know the vendors well. Um, going to school at University of Saskatchewan and having our drilling fields right there in Kindersley, we know a lot of the vendors. We played hockey with these guys. We played sports. We went drinking. I mean, so we, we have that intimate relationship. And a lot of the guys in Kindersley have become our shareholders since then, which is a lot of fun for us. Um, but to have that connection to the field, unlike a lot of other Calgary-based companies, is, is one important thing. But our, how we prioritize and how we analyze land is we take the analysts a lot deeper than other companies do. So all of the fields that we've been able to buy and produce from were otherwise fields that oil companies have owned in the past and just let lapse, or they've never looked at drilling, or the offsetting production um, was not indicative of what the fields could do. So it is really just um, you know a binary look at the fields and how they, we develop them. So we're not here to reinvent the wheel. We look at all the peers around us. We look at the most biggest, most successful ones, and we copy their drilling. We copy their completions. We borrow um, ideas from all of the majors, and we kind of roll them into one strategy for us moving forward. And you're seeing that play out very successfully for us, kind of across across the field that we're developing right now. That's awesome, John. Can you kind of take us through a little bit about your uh, your assets? Thanks, John. Can you take us through um, a little bit about your, talk to us a little bit about your assets? Absolutely. So most of our assets, or all of our assets in around Kindersley, Saskatchewan, um, most of what we develop is Viking, which is a light sweep product. Um, we do, however, target some success formation. It's a little deeper in structure. It is a heavier oil, uh, which sells us a bit of a discount. Uh, but corporately, we are targeting 10 to 15% of our overall production out of the success. Uh, we kind of like it for a few reasons. One, a lot of land we developed, or some of the land we developed in around Milton has stacked pay, where you actually have Viking and success overlapping, so we can draw from two reservoirs out of one uh, one piece of land, which is great. The other thing it allows us to do is blend that oil, although historically oil, heavy oil is sold at a significant discount to light. Uh, with a little bit of blending, we're actually able to get light pricing for almost all of it, so we get that nice uptick. They also have a much longer life, they, they don't come on quite as heavy, uh, but the ultimate reserves are twice uh, twice what we see in the Viking. So it knocks a bit of the edge off that decline treadmill that everyone else in that uh, that Viking formation is, is um, dealing with. <laughs> and you obviously, you guys put out a news release uh, about a week ago or 10 days ago. Can you take us through that about uh, giving us kind of an operate? I know you gave the market a little bit of an operational update on uh, on some of your Q Q one forecasts and what you think. Can we? Uh, do you mind going through that with us for some of the subscribers that uh, have haven't had a chance to take a look at it? Happy to do so. It's been a busy winter around here. Um, so what we what we did this uh, this year or so far in Q one of two thousand nineteen is we had a nine well program that we've been executing on. Uh, that's been going great. All those wells, uh, the drilling completion has went fantastic. Uh, we're actually under budget by seven to ten percent. What our AFEs were on these wells. Um, the exciting thing here is that the production, our production forecast that we had, is actually being exceeded. Um, so we kind of 
at a budget to be around 900 to 950 barrels a day per uh, uh, per day on average over Q1. It uh, looks like we'll be able to meet and or exceed that. Um, peak production, uh, we're seeing between 13 and 1500 barrels a day. Um, so it is quite a big increase over Q4 of last year. You know, we did have uh, a number of wells um, Q4 of last year that we ended up pushing off just due to that blowout and differential. Um, but we can see out them coming on very, very strong in Q1. And uh, it's very exciting for us to see this level of production. Um, yeah, we're, we're very happy for, with, the, with the results we've seen so far. <laughs> and where do you, what are some of the, obviously, uh, uh, some more numbers, that's, that's obviously a big catalyst, but what are some of the kind of the near-term catalysts that we can expect and look forward to over the next kind of six to 12 months? Some of the big things we're focused on here is some of the near-term numbers that we're excited to put out. We're excited to put out our Q1 financials. I think that will give the market a really good picture of kind of, of what we're lining up to do here. Um, driving, you know, keeping our off costs as low as possible is a big priority for us. Um, right now they're under $12. Um, the other thing that is fairly unique to a company like us is our SG&A. Um, we target uh, $1.5 million a year, and we're actually significantly lower than that too. Um, so because we kind of had to come up in a lower lower oil price, lower differential market, we've had to we've had to do it in a lean way to be profitable. And so carrying that over now that we're seeing that uptick in oil, um, we are still able to keep those lean tendencies in place. So I think it's going to result in a much much greater bottom line than a lot of our peers in that area. Uh, we have a reserve report coming out along with our financials in April. So we're excited to get those out to the market so people can see, you know, we we own over 40 sections of land now, but what does that mean on the reserve front? You know, is there proven oil? Now we can come out and show the market, you know, what those numbers look like, what we have in reserves, what we have in drill locations. Um, so that hopefully couples with our financials for Q1 so they can see, yep, we have the reserves. Yes, we're able to drill it. Yes, we can drill it profitably. And then just to roll that forward to the rest of the year. Still working our capital expenditure budget um, for all of 2018. We would like to see an additional 22 to 30 wells uh, on the docket for the year. Uh, prices stay where they're at. Um, I think that will be an achievable goal. Um, and then what we'd like to see is an exit rate kind of at around that 2,000 barrels or above leaving this year so you know quite a quite a big increase from last year but uh you know we have the team and the, and the land to drill locations to do it so we're very excited about that and any any cap like what are the capital requirements to achieve that so right now uh we have all the funding in place through our debt lenders um so we're going to keep uh keep leaning on them through our revolving note um and who's that with that's kind of that's with prudential okay so prudential capital uh, Prudential Capital is a wholly owned subsidiary of, of Prudential Insurance, and uh, and that's the deal we struck with them last September. So they've been great to work with, um, and what that's allowed us to do is we have access to that capital um, to roll forward. It's based on our reserves, uh, which we've been uh, very successful in growing. So it gives us access to that capital to, to allow us to keep rolling that drill program forward and uh, drill these great wells we've been seeing. And so if somebody looks at Saturn right now, sitting at 17 cents, volume's picking up a little bit, you're sitting at around a $35 million market cap. For anybody listening and saying, okay, look, if I buy the stock here at 17, 18 cents and I pick up a position in the market, how is this company gonna go from a $35 million market cap to a $200 million market cap? What's the vision here and how are you gonna grow it to that size? 
Yeah, so, you know, I, I guess it kind of comes down on their view of oil. If you're bullish on oil and you think, uh, you know, the differential in, in, in Western Canada will remain where it's at, and it looks like Alberta is going gonna, is gonna to keep that on and pipelines, pipelines are coming, um, then, then we're a severely undervalued story. If, if we can get, if we can exit this year at 2,000 barrels a day, if we can average 1,500 barrels a day over the year, which is kind of our target, um, now you can, you know, you can work in the math. Depends what you believe uh, the barrel's going to do, but our, if we can maintain our $12 op costs, uh, you can see that our bottom line um, this year would be in excess of, of 22 to $24 million, depending on what the oil does. So, you know, what, what should oil companies be trading at? You know, we'd like to see, I want to say an eight times multiple, but, I, you know, you can't predict that. Uh, you know, we're excited about the upside here. All we can do is maximize the value of our shareholders, and we can keep producing as much free cash flow as possible uh, from the bit, and hopefully the market catches up to us. But, you know, I think there's enough stories out there where we've seen other companies do the same, and uh, they've, they've either been started trading at multiples, uh, that we want to see, or they get sold all together at uh, at a multiple that's that's much higher than we're trading at now. Hundred percent. And you know one thing I love about about this company, and tell me if I'm wrong, John, but um, the biggest thing here is that yes, I understand energy is oil and gas. Energy is not you know as the sexiest thing in the world right now. When you have cannabis, and a year ago you had blockchain and everything like that. Those are the ones, especially cannabis right now, that are that are getting a lot of the bid side. But the one thing what I love about Saturn is it was slowly creeping up and assets and cash are always worth something. It doesn't matter whether you have cash is always it's cash. You don't nobody cares whether the cash and the assets are are cannabis related or anything else related. It's always worth something. There will always be a buyer for it always regardless of the sector you're in. So as long as you guys, you know, you guys are staying have been under the radar for a little while but you're just trekking along, you're fully financed to achieve your production, um, your production uh, goals for this year, fully financed. That line with Prudential is absolutely massive and uh, kind of de-risks the play a lot. Um, I absolutely love it. It's a long, for me, it's a long-term story. It's a long-term hold uh, to give you and your team a chance to, to achieve your goals, but I absolutely love it. And that's kind of where I see this thing. It's, it might not be the sexiest and... Uh, the sexiest thing in the world, but cash flow becomes extremely sexy. And well, it's, it's one thing you know if you if you are bullish on oil and you are bullish on Western Canada, the, the junior names aren't out there to play. It's not like in the past when you had a handful of juniors that were that were always up and coming, led by a bunch of smart guys. Uh, you know, you, you just don't have the small companies these days don't have the access to capital. They can't get the debt. I mean, there's just no. There's just no marketplace for that right now, like there has been in the past. Yeah. So you see the big, you see a lot of the bigger or mid-sized companies downsizing, trying to clean up debt on their balance sheet, and normally they'd be selling those assets to juniors like us. But you just don't see a lot of guys like us in the market space right now competing for those assets. So it is creating a niche for us that other companies or that normally you'd have a lot of competition for. Um, so there isn't that many juniors, if if you like it, that can get you a higher growth story. You know, a lot of the big names that are out there, you know, they're good companies with good growth. Some of them pay a good dividend, and that's great. But if you're looking for high growth, you're looking for 100% growth in production and reserves, there's very few names out there that uh, that can compete with us in that sense. So are you seeing – that was going to be the next question. Are you seeing any 
um, kind of a lot of acquisition opportunities where some of these mid-tiers are just, there are some assets that you can pick up for, on the cheap and you're not really competing with too many uh, too many other companies because not everybody has the funding in place. Absolutely. You know, we're seeing a lot of the bigger companies, again, they're just looking to pare down some debt on their balance sheet. So they are selling um, a lot of their assets in Saskatchewan, in Alberta, in other areas. Um, you know, they, they just want them off their books, even though they're good cash flow positive um, assets. They just they just want to clear up debt and improve their overall balance sheet. And so we are seeing them come to the market. And you're just not seeing a lot of demand, like I said, without those juniors there to pick them up. It is they are kind of going for for a little cheaper than they have in the past. And I think that's where we'd like to start uh, getting more active in that space. That's awesome, John. So look, I uh, is there anything else that you wanted to? Uh, to kind of leave subscribers with, or if there was one thing you wanted, you know, you leave an investor when you talk to them. What is that? What do they? What do you really want any investor looking at Saturn uh, to kind of leave a meeting from with you? You know, one thing I guess is again just just to touch on the growth and and how hungry the team is. You know, we're not we're not uh, third or fourth generation oil guys, or you know, forty year guys have done this our whole career. So. Uh, you know, we're out there, we're young, we're hungry, uh, we're chasing down every lead. Uh, you know, we're looking at land where all the senior oil guys have passed on and said that's no good, and we can drill 150 barrel a day well on that. So so we are kind of redefining uh, the box as we go. And, uh, yeah, you just won't see a team that, that gets in earlier than us, that, that works later than us, and, uh, and that's just active in the field and with all our vendors. So um, that's that's one thing that stands us apart. That's awesome, John. Well, look, I really appreciate your time. If you don't mind, I would love to kind of bring you back a little bit more often here um, as more news and updates come out to the market. Um, I think that's I think it's great. And I want I want subscribers to kind of get a to to learn more about you and your team. And so if you don't mind, I would love to have you back on here as often as possible. Love to be here. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, John. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to getting getting back in touch here quickly. Thanks, sir. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye.